At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. Your local, the everything you need to be unstoppable store. The UPS store. Be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Yo, this is Corey Hawkins. I play Dre and Straight Outta Compton. You live and direct with Chuck Dizzle, man. You already know, August 14th. Chuck Dizzle, live and direct. Uh, yeah. Shit, we up in here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight out of Compton in theaters, August 14th. You know what it is. Man, I'm sitting here with the one, the only. Got Corey Hawkins in here, a.k.a. Dr. Dre. Yeah, Bruh, man. Let me say, as a fan, I was telling Jason this a minute ago. Yeah. I was like, yo, I was worried. Right. I said, come on. Just do us right. Don't let it be no Whitney Houston situation, man. But, oh, but when man. I tell you, man, when I, when I, when I saw the theater, when I saw it in the theater, uh, or the premiere a couple of weeks back, mm-hmm. just from the opening scene alone, I was like, okay, yeah. They doing justice, justice to the so legacy of NWA. To, and it just means a lot. Because, like I said, I grew up from out. I'm from out here. Right. Right. Obviously a fan of West Coast hip hop. Right. Um, and just to see what they've done to, to to music and the landscape of music and you guys really hitting that on the head. So thank you so much for, for, for doing justice to the movie, man. Right. Thank you, man. Thank you. And thank you to Compton. Yeah. Thank you to LA, man, because they came out and showed up, you know. Yeah. We had people sitting like I say we had people sitting on rooftops, man. you know, bringing food to set. Wow. You know, like and we felt the weight of it, man. Mm-hmm. We felt the weight of this for, for real from from the beginning to the end, man. We 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 knew that it was a huge story, like we knew that legacy, right. you know what I'm saying? And we just wanted to do it justice. So right. the pressure was there. It was just about maintaining you know, the focus and discipline in Absolutely. order to do it. And Gary really just kind of brought it home, man. He just, from the beginning, I mean, he was involved with this thing from the beginning, yeah. you know what I mean? And uh, he gave us every, literally, man, everything we need needed to, to get this done. And we don't take it lightly. I mean, I know I say thank you, Gary, yeah, a lot, yeah. but I mean, he really made it possible for this to be authentic and, and real and fun and, and just honest and, and, you know. But I mean, even that, I mean, with all the <clears> tools <throat> at hand, I mean, you, you've seen it from, from the acting world or just in everyday life in general, you can have all the tools necessary, but it's still on you right. or the individual to, to take it to that next level. So right. you carried that torch and you made sure you, you did your role right. and do justice to the movie. But I want to talk, how did you tap into uh, the Los Angeles culture, the Compton culture, being from D.C., right? Right. How right. did you tap into that? Well, a lot of it, man, I mean, you know, you can't compare. Sometimes it's apples and oranges, but but for this, a lot of the same things that they were dealing with back then, we were dealing with right. when I was growing up. Okay. And so it, it wasn't like it was a stretch for me. I think people probably thought it was because I went to Juilliard, you know. Right. Um, that was, that was you know, that's a stretch for yeah. me, you know yeah. what I mean? But, but to be able to bring it home with Dre, I just identify so much with him, man. He's become a huge mentor. And for me, the thing about that was just was the discipline and the focus, man. It was just about getting in there, getting in the studio. They gave me, you know, the music at the time. And I'm talking like, we had like literally an MP3 with like 300 songs, Maybe just the, the wow. time, wow. not just hip hop, yeah, like yeah, yeah. everything that was man. going on around that time. <laughs> Cube was laughing because I think Billy Ocean was on one of them. <laughs> like, wait, over hey, we were listening to that, man. That was you know? what's going on. Um, but reading the articles, man, watching the news uh, from that from that day, you know, really grinding, man. And I think people, you know, sometimes you underestimate 
films, especially when they come from us. Yeah, you know, to be honest, yeah, and, true, true, and true. sometimes we think, oh, here we go, shit, here we go. <laughs> you know, yeah, they're about to mess this right, up. Right, I can't right, wait to go right. and boo this yeah. one. You know, but we knew if we just stuck to it, did justice, and didn't try to overreach, mm-hmm. but just do what we could with what we had, we can make some magic happen. Right, right. You know, and I, and I think it's it's great that they use, uh, and, and not to take what you do lightly at all, uh, but unfamiliar yet familiar faces. Like, you know, had had this been in no shots, but if they said, okay, we got Nick Cannon in <laughs> NWA, people would have been like, okay, yeah, he might have some acting skills, but I mean, right. he may have a resume. But right. it's great to see people that don't necessarily have a long length of a resume to sit there. You you have something to prove at this point. In time. Right. It shows that hunger, right. just like the things that they were going through back in the day. Exactly. You know? So that, that, that's what I feel like I identify with. I'm like, yo, these cats got something to prove because you're against, uh, not even necessarily against, but you have. The one to tell the story. Yeah. You have yeah. hip hop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you got LA. Exactly. So you got the three things against you at this point in time, right. but you you stepped up and you over delivered. Now Thank I'm you. interested in, in knowing how, how you were able to really I'm not gonna say crack, but really get inside the mind of Dr. Dre. You know, I know you mentioned a little bit earlier with the press conference, but uh, really like what, what were some of the things that you felt like, okay, we have a connection here at this point. And right. some of the things that he may have opened up to you as far as giving you those tools to kind of and, and tap into to the genius that is Dr. Dre. Right. So, how often, man? Like, I, I sometimes got to step out of myself and kind of yeah. look and say, "This is crazy." Yeah. Like, you know, to be able to sit in the studio yeah. and watch Dre go to work. Right. I mean, that's it's tough that like people would just dream, dream of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I couldn't. I, I really couldn't take this lightly, man. But he was so open with me. Mm. Completely 100 with it. That's dope. You know, Dre is a smart, he's a smart guy. And he's talented, man. He's hungry. And he's a perfectionist. And I'm a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. So we had that in common, you know. I grew up in a single family household. We had that in common. In the inner city, we had that in common, you know. We had situations that we were in that we wanted to get out of. We had that in common. So when it came to sitting down and talking or or getting on the phone and talking, like, literally, 4 o'clock in the morning, I remember being on set and not being being like, oh, shit, how am I going to, you know, get into this, you know, how am I going to crack this? And you can pick up the phone. I can pick up the phone and call. Are you serious? On my phone. I'm just like, this, <laughs> like, this is wild. Wait, like, you know? hold on, like, let me just call you. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, that's, but the thing is, like, you know, it's a mutual respect. Right. And that's where I was really just blown away, man, because he, he respected my, my work as yeah. much as I respected his. And I'm like, that's a huge compliment, yeah. you know, for him to, to put this in the hands of somebody who doesn't have a long track record, you know. And um, he literally gave me everything I needed. And when he was on set every day, and when he wasn't on set, he was at the studio, you know. When he was on set... He was quiet. He would just watch. Mm. And then he would throw little things in here and there. He, we would converse with Gary to, you know, mostly script things, uh-huh. mostly like in relation to different characters, but but never really performance-wise. Wow. And that's the thing that, like, is empowering. Mm. It's also nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah. You, like, tell me! Right, right. <laughs> You're like, bruh! <laughs> Am I doing something wrong? Tell me, you know, no, he, But the thing is, I think one time I, I was like, you, you, you was good with that? You cool with that? He was like, yeah, I'm going to yeah, let yeah. you know. <laughs> Trust me, I'm going to let you know what it ain't right. And I remember one day, 
we were messing around on DJ tables for the scene where it's time. Yeah. And shout out to Jazzy Jeff, DJ Jazzy Jeff, because wow. he brought that in. He Seriously. did that for us. But I remember Dre was sitting there and I was getting down and I thought I would, you know, because technically I had to learn how to DJ. Okay. So I set, brought the tables every day to set. So you had no prior experience with music in terms of DJing or producing or anything like that. This right. is your first step into it. You had to learn from zero to 100 all. Uh-huh. Zero to 100 wow. real quick, man. Like, wow. um, and that's what, that's what I mean. Like, we, we were boot camp. Uh-huh. We recording the album, sitting there, listen, looking in the booth, Shay doing something. I'm on there recording, express myself, shake it on the mic. That ain't it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or Jason would be like, get it together. Uh, yeah, yeah, or, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. or, you know, vice versa. Or right. when somebody hit it, you yeah. can feel it. And everybody's in the room. So that's when you felt like NWA. But the DJ producing, learning what every single, Gary was adamant about that. What does every single knob do in this channel? What is yeah. this, you know, mixing sonically? Yeah. All of that stuff. While at the same time, learning the script, learning the character, feeling the art, yeah. you know. But, but Dre really, he was there. I remember he came in that day and the set went quiet. Everybody was, people said, like, and it was like, right, you know, and everybody was like, right, you know, because he was there all the time, but he yeah. never really kind of, you know, but he stepped in, he right. looked around at the room, and he, it just took him back, yeah. and then he put his hands on the table, man, and just started wow. messing with it, and, it, and it, everything was authentic, though, with the tables that he used back then, yeah. some he hasn't seen before wow. since then, you know, so. It took him back, too. Right, right, wow. and so it was just, it was just magic, man, every day was magic. It, it was funny, because it felt like stepping into a time machine as I'm sitting here watching it. You know, I'm I'm 32, so right. I'm, you know when NWA came out, I'm five, six. Right. I don't really understand, but right. I know I know the impact that they made. Just knowing the impact that they had with hip hop, it was literally just and not just hip hop, but social awareness. You know, mm-hmm. I'm wearing this shirt, the parental advisory thing, because they were responsible for that. Exactly. You know what I mean? So like just to kind of go off of knowing the legacy and the, the, the imprint that they made with this music, it was incredible for me watching it, feeling like, damn, I'm five, six, seven, watching this again as a kid, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Seeing the cars. Seeing the, the cars, the, the, everything, the, the, man. You know, the the, the Jerry curls. Man, and the, the Los mean. Angeles culture. Like, right. you, guys, they, you guys really tapped into that from uh, the visual standpoint, but but also from a performance piece. Um, right. Now, do you think you've taken some of these skills and you feel like you can, you know, maybe DJ a little set for somebody else anything like later down the line and you said you know I'm gonna stick to the act man thing. I got I got so much respect for DJs now man and so much respect for people who do what we just get on screen and try to do right right um, that I don't know if I could step into those shoes I do want to learn it's a like, little bit more you know because I, I learned you know all the different scratches I had to literally do it and perform it for Gary before wow. he even let That's us use Jazzy Jeff's, you know, track, you know what I mean? Wow. So I had to literally take all of those samples because back then, you know, nowadays it's like MP3. Of course, of course. You know, I'm not taking nothing away yeah, from yeah. what DJs do now. But vinyls going, I'm like, what kind of mind yeah. does it take, right, to listen to an album that has nothing to do with hip hop? Mm-hmm. Go ten tracks in, three minutes into that track, there's a sample that's just. Yeah, two seconds yeah, long yeah. to get that chop it up screw it in you know what yeah, I mean it's just a whole record around that it's wild man and I just got too much respect to, 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 to try like, yeah, I can do this later now exactly yeah. you know but it's cool though alright I know you gotta you got go but I got one more question for you what did you take from this experience oh, biggest man. lesson that you can think of it's so many man it's so so many I, but to be honest I think the thing that's really just kind of hitting home is socially where we are now with, with the police brutality and, and the police. It's like a mirror, man. Yeah, it is a mirror. You know what I mean? It's, it's, but really, I just took 
you know, speaking up and being confident, man. They, they had confidence. Mm-hmm. And they stood behind their art. And instead of channeling it on the streets, mm-hmm. they changed their mentality and, and just were poets of the streets. Right. And in a sense, that's kind of what I want to do with my career, man, is just take this and, and go deeper, man. Yeah. Do stuff that I'm passionate about, socially conscious mm-hmm. stuff, but also stuff that's just fun right. that I want to do, right, you know? Right. And, and that's what they did. It was like they, they did the stuff that was, you know, pushing the boundaries, but they also enjoyed the women and the right, cars right, and the clothes right. and the money. And, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, from this, I'm like, I just need to enjoy the ride mm-hmm. because so many people are loving the film. So many people are responding to the film and to, to their legacy. And I'm just learning that to to just be humble, man, and be thankful for every every bit of life, you know, because Easy's not here anymore. Right. You know, rest in peace. Like he helped quarterback this whole yeah, thing, whole you know. So it's just an honor, man, to, to just live up to their legacy yeah. and for them to be proud of right. it too. Well, thank you for your time, man. I appreciate it. Uh, thank straight you, out of Compton in theaters August 14th. That's right, Corey Hawkins, man, Dr. Dre. <laughs> thing. I appreciate you. Thank you. Man.